Good morning, church. I hope things are going well. I meant to say Happy Mother's Day last time, and I didn't. So I apologize, but to all the moms out there, thank you. Okay, I just want to get that out of the way. Uh, but I'm excited for today because I, I think, like, in the state of the world, right, especially here in America, uh, whether you watch the news or even you go out in public, you go to the stores or anything, it's easy to see that there's still a lot of confusion, especially because of COVID. Like, these are just confusing times. Do I wear a mask? Do I not? Do I get the shot? All these different things. COVID has really made it easy uh, to see just how much confusion is going on. Um, but really, the world has always been filled with confusion. And the thing about confusion is contagious to the things that it influences in our life. And so while our circumstances may be new, um, to Jesus, man, this is all just a rerun. And he wants to help bring some clarity in this. And so today's message is called Read the Room. Uh, when we learn how to read the room, we learn how to avoid uh, being where we don't belong, but also how to represent and to live in a way that's kind of honor God, um, but also, man, have us be more like Jesus, right? Because that's the goal. We want to be more like Jesus because we understand, man, we are a hot mess. And so, of course, let me pray, and then we'll jump into today's word, which is going to be found in Luke. Uh, we're going to be reading... Um, Jesus uh, in Luke chapter 12 verses 1 through 12 but of course let me pray and we'll dive right in father we just come right now just asking that man you would just bring a, a sense of stillness within us um, to help us pay attention uh, to help us not get uh, distracted by what's going on in our surroundings or even in our circuit our, our circumstances right now uh, but so we could focus on you, because uh, Lord, I know that when we focus on you, you give us the ability to walk on waters um, that are always trying to cause us to sink and to drown. And so, Lord, I just ask that we would be able to hear with great attention and great clarity today um, what it is you have for each one of us. Um, but we would be sharpened, we would be encouraged, we would be refreshed, and we would be ready to tackle the things that this week brings us, and even today. And so, Father, help us be people that seek you every day. Um, so we could see you every day and watch how you move in our life. And so help us today. So we love you. We thank you. And Holy Spirit, lead us. Pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, we're going to be in Luke chapter 12, starting at verse 1 all the way to verse 12. And of course, I'll have it on the screen. Um, but if you're listening, just, just listen with us. Uh, it says, Meanwhile, the crowds grew until thousands were milling about and stepping on each other. Jesus turned to his disciples and warned them, Beware of the yeast of the Pharisees. The hypocrisy. The time is coming when everything that, the cover, that is covered up will be revealed, and all that is secret will be made known to all. Whatever you said in the dark will be heard in the light, and whatever you whispered behind closed doors will be shouted from the housetops for all to hear. Dear friends, don't be afraid of those who want to kill your body. They cannot do more than that to you after all. But I'm telling you whom to fear. Fear God who has the power to kill you and to throw you into hell. Yes, he's the one to fear. What is the price of five sparrows, two copper coins? Yet God does not forget a single one of them. And the very hairs on your head are all numbered. So don't be afraid. You are more valuable to God than a whole flock of sparrows. I tell you the truth. Everyone who acknowledges me publicly here on earth, the Son of Man will also acknowledge in the presence of God's angels. But anyone who denies me here on earth will be denied before God's angels. Anyone who speaks against the Son of Man can be forgiven, but anyone who blasphemies the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven. 
And when you are brought to trial in the synagogues and before rulers and authorities, don't worry about how to defend yourself or what to say. For the Holy Spirit will teach you at the time what needs to be said. Mm. One thing I, I love about all of this, because I'm always reading the word around it, just fills me so much. But I love when Jesus speaks. Because when Jesus speaks, like, it doesn't matter what I say, what anybody else says. He's the one doing the talking, so he's the one you should be listening to, right? And so today he, he wants us to read the room. And it starts with this. Don't miss the signs. Don't miss the signs, y'all. In verse 1 it says, Meanwhile, the crowds grew until thousands were milling about and stepping on each other. And Jesus turned to his disciples and warned them, Beware of the yeast of the Pharisees, their hypocrisy. Mm. Jesus is trying to put us on some game today, church. He wants us to understand it doesn't take much to become what we set out to avoid. It doesn't take much. There are two groups here that we see. The first group, or the two groups are, you know, you see the crowd, right? The thousands of people that are gathering. But then you also see the disciples. And it, it's funny that he mentions that because he, he's trying to make us aware. Like, hey, man, you need to understand um, that you could be in a group that you're actually trying to avoid becoming like, right? Because you become what you follow. And, and he he's, makes these two distinctions of the crowd. And the crowd, the crowd, right? What does it say? It says that they were... Man, thousands, thousands of them milling about and stepping on each other. So that's that's two things that are always going to happen when you're just going through the motions and you find yourself a part of the crowd instead of being a part of the disciples. Well, for one, you're always going to be doing things that don't matter and that waste your time. You're going to be milling about. You're going to be confused. You're going to be in a lot of things that really is never going to bear fruit. And the second thing you also see with this is you'll begin to step on people to get either where you want to get to or you're going to be doing it unintentionally but hurting people in the process. But either way, Jesus is saying, hey, I want to make sure that you know the distinction of these two groups and also know which one you're in. Because if you're in the wrong one, man, it's going to be contagious to your life and it's going to influence your life in a negative way. And you won't be able to hear my warnings or be able um, to know what I'm trying to lead you to or, or help you with. When the disciples, right, Jesus said he turned right to them and he talked with them. They were impersonal. They were right there. He could speak. They could hear. They could receive. But when you're just going through the motions, when you're part of the crowd, you're going to be missing the way that God is specifically trying to speak to you through the Holy Spirit. And so Jesus wants to make us aware. Hey, don't miss the signs. Understand which group that you're in. Verse 2 and 3 says, The time is coming when everything that is covered up will be revealed, and all that is secret will be made known to all. Whatever you said in the dark will be heard in the light, and whatever you whisper behind closed doors will be shouted from the housetops for all to hear. A time is coming. Jesus wants us to know, hey man, there's no way around it. Uh, man, what we speak and what we do will eventually be dressed, right? There's an appointment that God has already set where he's going to hold us accountable into the things that we do and say. And even sometimes it's going to be aired out in front of everybody. And so an easy way to avoid heartache, headache, and sometimes even body ache, because, you know, sometimes the things that we do isn't the best. Um, an easy way to avoid it is by paying attention to it, okay? Uh, and I've seen it happen too many times in my life where people think that the things that they're doing and saying is not being seen or being watched or nobody's paying attention. And then later on, it's come back and, and bite them in the butt. And, man, I remember in, in middle school, 
there was this Kingston out of right, and me and my friend were excited to go to it. My dad gave me like $50, and we head to the mall. We're like, man, we're going to get some clothes. We're going to get fresh. We're going to get fly. And we go to the mall, and my friend's like, yo, bro, I'm going to go ahead and grab these, this outfit, and I'm going to just take it. I'm not even going to pay for it, so that way you can use the money for other stuff. And I was like, well, I I really ain't with that, but, man, you do you. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't tripping. And he said, do me a favor, man. Will you go and put these pants or put this, you know, in, in the in the dressing room? And I'm like, man, sure, I ain't tripping. You know, ain't nobody watching or paying attention. So I go and do this. And he takes the stuff. We leave the mall. Or we're trying to leave the mall. And our ride isn't there. We go back inside because we're going to use the phone. And at one of the stores, I had some people that I knew. And they're like, hey, man, your sister's actually on the phone. They want to talk to you. So I get the phone. I'm talking to my sister. And out of nowhere, these people come up and they grab us. And they say, sir, y'all need to come with us. Well, after soon, you already get the picture, right? I get in trouble for stealing and it becomes the big old mess. I get banned from JCPenney's for life. This is a true story now. And from that day, I learned, man, you know what? The things that you do and say, whether you believe somebody's watching you, paying attention, listening or anything, man, it's going to come to light one way or another. And I've seen this time and time again where people do things thinking it's not going to have a consequences and it's come back to bite them in the butt. Jesus saying, hey, Man, the things that you do in private end up getting shown in public. So be careful on what it is. In verse 4 and 5, it says, Dear friends, do not be afraid of those who want to kill your body. They cannot do more to you after that. But I'll tell you whom to fear. Fear God, who has the power to kill you and then throw you into hell. Yes, he is the one to fear. Mm. Mm. Look, I get it. No one, none of us, right, like to be an outcast or not fit in. But a far worse outcome that could happen to us that we can experience is when we allow peer pressure to influence our decision making because that's going to impact our relationship with God. And I love people. I love family. I love my family. I love friends. But I don't love them enough to spend eternity in hell. Okay. Now, I know we don't like to talk about something like that. Uh, but that's the reality that comes from being afraid of what other people think instead of being uh, afraid of who's more important, right? Being afraid of God and Jesus. It's, that's not in a way like, oh my gosh, I can't do nothing. No, he's not trying to make you walk on eggshells. But Jesus already warned them what could happen when they don't choose him. And I'm not trying to scare anybody. I'm just trying to wake us up and not miss the signs. Because what are we talking about? This is what we're talking about this whole time is don't miss the signs. Jesus gave us signs. He says, hey, check which group you're in. It's going to impact your life. Watch what you're doing and saying. It's going to impact your life. Don't be trying to please people because it's going to result in displeasing God. Don't miss the signs. Church, we can't miss the signs because it's going to impact our life and it's going to impact our relationship with God. And let's make sure that we're making positive impacts versus negative ones. Amen? Second thing I feel like Jesus is really trying to speak to us today is he wants us to acknowledge the facts. Acknowledge the facts. In verse 6 and 7 he says, What is the price of five sparrows? Two copper coins? Yet God does not forget a single one of them. And the very hairs on your hair are all numbered. So don't be afraid. You are more valuable to God than a whole flock of sparrows. I love that. Because if someone goes out of the way, to know everything about you and do all these things for you, then it, it should tell, show us and tell us just how much they care for us, right? It shouldn't even be questioned like, man, that person really cares about me. They really love me. And it's easy to lose sight of your worth uh, when your mind isn't focused on the value of God and the value of that relationship. And I understand you might have a busy life. You might be like, man, well, Pastor Firm, not, you know, 
I got I got to work and I got a family and you know I got these other things that I'm committed to like man I get all that okay but we can never lose sight of who is our source and we can never find ourselves where we're disconnected from that we need to make sure that we're connected to our source because if not we're always going to look for other things to fill that void and to help us get through life and eventually it's going to man backfire on us and the enemy knows man the fastest way to pull us apart from God is to take our focus off of him. And that's when we begin to feel distant. And as soon as you feel distant, the things that we do and we know that they're wrong and we're needing help with, that we're struggling, man, guilt and shame start screaming at us and start pointing the finger. See, you're not worth anything. You suck and all these things. And it starts attacking our identity. And man, we start losing sight of who we are in God and what he says about us. And God's trying to quiet all that noise. He said, no, nah, man, quit listening to all that. Um, and thankfully, thankfully, man, God... It's still going to be God regardless. And he still goes out of his way to demonstrate, man, just how much that he loves us. And there's no greater point of that than, than in John 3.16 and verse 17, right? Where it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that those who believe him would not perish but have eternal life. <laughs> you probably heard that verse, but a verse right after that that I don't think is always mentioned is God sent his son into the world, not to judge the world, but to save the world through him. That's how much God loves each one of us, that he knows, hey, you know what? I've made these people and these people are flawed. They're going to mess up. They're going to find themselves doing things that are against me, right? We all have sinned. That's what the Bible says, that we've all sinned, that we've all messed up. Uh, but God loved us enough that he sent Jesus for us. And Jesus came, man, and he lived a perfect life. And then he got killed uh, wrongly, but he took our punishment that we deserve on himself. And that's why he gave his life on the cross. And then he was buried in the tomb. And three days later, he rose. And he's still alive until he returns. And that's exciting news for us. That shows us how much we love. Um, because when we admit that we are messed up, that we've sinned, and we believe that Jesus has died in our place, man, well, that leaves one other option to make a choice. And when you choose to accept that, to believe that, you're forgiven for everything. And, man, that that's a, a love that none of us could ever outdo or to pay back. Um, there's no merit for what can go to achieve that thing. All we got to do is choose, man. And that just shows how valuable you are. What did it say? Man, he knows the number of hairs you have on your head, man. You are so valued to God that he allowed his son to die for you. That's crazy good. So we need to acknowledge the facts. In verse 8 and 9, it says, I tell you the truth. Everyone who acknowledges me publicly here on earth, the son of man will also acknowledge in the presence of God. But anyone who denies me here on earth will be denied before God's angels. Mm. So we got to acknowledge him, right? We got to accept him. We got to choose him. And if you've never done that, man, I want to encourage you to make that choice today, to accept him today, to receive him today, to invite him in your life, to admit, to believe, and then to choose Jesus because it's going to transform your life. And I say, because we all say, you know what? Well, I've done that. I'm a believer now. Well, if you say that Jesus is your Lord and he's your Savior publicly, um, then there should be evidence to back up that claim, right? And people should be able to see it, whether somebody asks you or not. And that doesn't mean that we go around and we're just shoving Jesus down people's face because that's not what Jesus would want us to do. Um, but it's saying, hey, man, when I'm given the opportunity, I'm going to always make sure that he gets the glory and that people know that he's the one working in the situation. Because I've heard people say, well, you know what? My relationship with God is private. I don't make that public. That's for just me and him. Well, you know, 
God does want a, a real intimate personal relationship with each one of us. And there are things about it that are going to be private. Um, but publicly, people should still be aware that we have that relationship. Because if you're the only two people that know God and you know, and nobody else ever sees God working in your life in a way that is publicly can be it's like, oh, it supports that claim. Then really, we're probably in denial. Maybe we're really probably not living for him. Um, it's just thinking about like when you're dating, right? You're dating somebody. There are things of the relationship that you keep private. But whether that person is with you or not, when you're out in public, people know like, oh, okay, yeah, they're in that relationship. Or even when you're engaged, you're about to be married or you're married. You have things that show that you're still in the relationship and you're still committed. You're still faithful. Well, the same is true with God and our relationship with him. Um, because what do we read? You can't live in denial and expect not to be denied. So we just read that if, man, we deny our faith, well, then ourselves will be denied too. And he's saying, look, man, the way that you should live, people should know and it should support your claim. So acknowledge the facts. We are undeservedly and unconditionally loved to the point that a life was given up to give us life. And we have the opportunity to display our affiliation and our appreciation and affection by how we choose to live ours. And if we live in denial, then we should expect to get denied. So he wants us to acknowledge, hey, all this stuff's on the table. You need to pay attention to what I'm saying. The third thing I really feel like Jesus was speaking today was he, he wants us to respond from the Spirit. Respond from the Spirit. In verse 10 it says, Anyone who speaks against the, against the Son of Man can be forgiven, but anyone who blasphemies the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven. And I, I feel like I've heard that people you know, use this voice, but I really feel, man, what the Holy Spirit gave me was, he understands we're emotional beings that in the height of us being in our feelings, we're going to say some things from our flesh that is outlandish, right? That is childish, that is hurtful, that is mean, that is ugly, and it's going to end up harming others. Um, but also it's going to be ugly against God sometimes too. But thankfully, he's not surprised by it. He created us. He knows our thoughts. He knows what we we be thinking. And he knows that our tongues, when left unchecked and unconnected from his Holy Spirit, is going to produce responses that are going to need apologies to follow. And the good news is he's merciful, right? He's graceful. And he wants to help us with that. And forgiveness is maybe always available, but he also wants us to know, hey, man, there's a line that I don't want you to cross when you become a believer. And I don't want you to be insulting me, insulting the Holy Spirit in a way that is intentionally disrespectful because that's not going to be tolerated. And Jesus is saying, hey, Yes, you should think before you speak, but you should also consult with me so that way what you speak is being done right. Um, because he knows if it's left up to us, if it's left to our flesh, left to our feelings, man, ain't nothing but trouble going to be coming ahead attached to it. And so he wants us to become aware of that, right? He says, man, I want to help you respond from the Spirit so you're not responding from your own mess. Verse 11 and 12, he says, in when you were brought to trial in the synagogues and before rulers and authorities, don't worry about how to defend yourself or what to say, for the Holy Spirit will teach you at the time what is needed to be said. Oh my gosh. I could just live in that verse right there. He's going to teach me at the right time what I need to say, because I need that. Jesus is saying, look, it doesn't matter um, your setting, your circumstances. When you lean on him, the Holy Spirit will take over and respond. And we just talked about the dangers of us responding apart from God, right? When we're trying to do things our own way, it's going to end up leading to more problems than anything. 
And it should be comforting to know that where you and I lack, God is saying, hey, look, man, you don't have to do that. I'm willing to step in and, and to step out and help you. Uh, because it's only a, a matter of time uh, when we find ourselves in the situations. Not a if we find ourselves, but when we find ourselves in these situations of needing the Holy Spirit to come and take over and speak. Um, sometimes it might be in a moment of aggravation, right? People are just working your nerves and they're getting on it. Well, man, that's a time to release control, especially uh, when you're at work or you're out in public because what's going to happen, man? Sometimes you say some things, you might say the wrong thing, you end up getting fired, you end up getting a fight in public. I mean, those are all things that could be avoided when we respond from the Spirit. And sometimes we get dragged into situations that we never asked to be in. It just happens, right? Or things are coming against us, uh, just like it was talking about going into trials and these authorities coming against you. And you're like, man, I wasn't planning this. I don't even know what to say. Like, it's okay. We don't have to stress. We don't have to worry. We don't have to get overworked about the situation. Because what did it say? When we lean on the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will take over and give us the right words to say. And I've seen this happen in my life where... I'm in uh, meetings and all these different things. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't even know. I ain't even got the words for this. And I'm like, man, God, I need you to help me. You got to come and do this. And he's always giving me the right words at the right time for the right situations. And that's the beauty. It's going, it's available to all of us. So just like every question has an answer, every occasion we experience will have a response, right? It's going to require one. And we know left to us, our responses are always going to miss the mark. And it's going to hit things that we're trying to avoid. But Jesus said, hey, we don't have to leave it up to chance. We can meet him and leaving it up to the Holy Spirit to take over and to work in our place. Man, it's such good news. So my challenge for all of us this week, work the room. Work the room. So you're like, well, how do I do that? Well, what do we know? Well, when you learn how to read the room, you'll learn how to handle all situations you encounter and it starts by not missing the signs right understand which group you're in and who you are who is doing the influencing and then we got to know that what we do and what we say is not overlooked and we want to make sure that what we're doing isn't to please people uh, because that will always lead to displeasing God and then we got to acknowledge the facts we got to understand that we are loved and we are valued to the point that Jesus gave us life for us and God wants to use you um, because he got some amazing things planned for you and because he loves and values you. So what we choose is important because living in denial leads to being denied. And then we got to respond from the spirit, right? He he said, man, up to us, man, our response is always going to lead to more apologies and problems that we need. Uh, but God's Holy Spirit will give us the right response no matter the situation. And it's always available waiting for an invitation. And so let's work the room, church. No matter what situation, no matter what you're going through, know how to read the room so you can work the room and you can honor God and press forward. And you'll be like, man, I don't even know how I got through this. Man, that was a God thing. And it becomes a story that you get to share with somebody else to encourage them and build up their faith. Um, so I pray that this encouraged you, that this sharpened you, that this helped you and that you're able to not just read the room, but work the room this week and moving forward. So father, I just thank you for this time. I thank you for your faithfulness. I thank you for the way that you speak to us, Lord, and how you're willing to enter some tough situations and just take over. And so father, um, too many times, uh, 
we have this available to us, but we choose to do it ourselves. And so help us stop, help us pause, and help us tap into your Holy Spirit so that way we can have the right words, so we can have the right responses, so we can make the right choices, so we can have the right things influence in our life and also help and encourage others. And so, Father, I just thank you uh, for this clarity. I, I, I thank you for your wisdom, and, and I just thank you for how you're stretching and growing us, even in ways that we don't always want, um, but ways that are needed. So, Father, may everything that we do may represent you, but also represent you in this world. So we love you and we thank you for this. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, church, I love y'all. God bless y'all. I hope you enjoyed this. I hope it, it strengthens you. Make sure to share this with people. Let other people, because that's the thing about all this, man. This isn't for us just to keep. We want to be sharing and giving everything to everybody because we want to see everybody successful. We want to see everybody in relationship with God uh, because we know, man, that the world is a better place, um, but so is everybody's life, and it's a blessing. So just love y'all. God bless y'all. Catch y'all next week. Bye.